millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Tea with HB, the podcast where we drink tea and spill it. Everything you weren't taught in school can be found right here. Activity. Engaging in physically energetic pursuits. Green tea is the perfect drink to pep you up for today's episode, which is very special because it is the first in a lineup of guest episodes for Ellis Danlos Syndrome Awareness Month. To help us find a healthier relationship with exercise, I am happy to introduce my lovely friend Taryn. Hello Taryn, welcome to Tea with HB. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do? For sure. I am 23 years young. I am a community grief specialist. I am currently obtaining my master's degree in thanatology. And what brings me here today is that I'm also an online health and fitness coach through Beachbody. I have hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I also have pectus excavatum, slipping rib syndrome, depression, all that fun stuff. <laughs> I just want to comment. I love the way you say Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It just, it sounds so much better, I think. <laughs> Where did your passion for exercise come from? Where did it start? Yeah, so I actually hated fitness. I hated exercise for the longest time growing up. I would hide when my classmates in high school would run laps in the gym. I would hide behind the bleachers. So my passion really didn't start until about two years ago when I found Beachbody and I found the programs that I could do at home. And I love being able to choose what program I do from yoga to lifting to boxing. There are so many options. That's so good because one of the things I wanted to touch on was how I think people each have a very different view of exercise and how so often in the media exercise is seen as something for weight loss and how that just shouldn't be the case because actually exercise can just be you know trying to reach your toes to build up some flexibility it doesn't have to be high intensity at all exactly and I share the exact same belief system I never weigh myself before starting a new program or ending a program I personally have gained muscle and I've gone up in short sizes and that's something that I am really proud of because I have worked so hard. Yeah, exactly. I saw your Instagram post about gaining muscle and actually not looking thinner or whatever and I just think that's so great. I was talking to someone earlier today and I was saying, you know, I will never have the body type where I'm going to look skinny but I'm so proud of myself because I've actually started working out and I'm just proud that I'm actually building muscle and I don't really care how it looks. Exactly and it is something to be proud of and your body is something to be celebrated no matter how that looks. I love that, exactly. So, For me, it was kind of the opposite thing because I think, as I mentioned before, um, I've always really loved sports 
and I was in netball club and I played tennis and I've always loved running and things like that. And so when I was 11 and I started getting symptoms um, for Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, it, it was like something had been taken away from me and I felt so strange because I was being told so many different things by so many different doctors and some people were saying you know oh you should be training with weights and other people were saying oh don't exercise at all and it was so confusing for me so what was your diagnosis story and how has your illness affected your relationship with exercise? Yes yeah, so I showed symptoms my whole life um, but I wasn't diagnosed until just over a year ago with any of my conditions and so growing up, I didn't have answers for why I was in pain. And so when I ran and I was in pain, I thought that was normal or I thought that I was just fat or lazy or out of shape. It turned into a lot of self-hatred because I wasn't up to par with my peers. And so I didn't have that education behind my diagnoses and why things were a little bit more difficult with me. And so I think that having that education piece has really helped my fitness journey. Exactly. I think it's also, for me, it was very difficult because I kind of have a, a pride complex around it where I am quite a competitive person, not not to a fault, I don't think, but I, I enjoy competition. And often in sports classes at school, I would find myself really pushing myself when I shouldn't have been and looking back, you know, I can't believe I did it. Um, we have this thing called Duke of Edinburgh in the UK, which is, uh, it's called the DOV Award. And it's basically where you go on a hike or when you get to a gold standard, you can do different things like canoeing or cycling. But it's to encourage fitness in young people up to the age of 25. And I pushed myself to do that and I can't believe I did. And it was with variations. But looking back, I really shouldn't have done it. But it was because I wanted to prove to people that I could. But actually that kind of relationship with myself and my body was so warped and I should have actually been thinking, no, I'm doing really well just getting out of bed. Let's leave it there. Yeah, and that is the fascinating piece of this, that even though we have the same diagnoses or similar diagnoses, we all have a different journey with exercise and fitness growing up. And I think everybody, whether you have a diagnosis or not, whether you're chronically ill or not, Exercise is something everybody struggles with to some extent, even if you're completely healthy. That thing about going to the gym and struggling with body image and going and working out in front of people can be a really difficult thing for some people, I think. Mm -hmm. And that is why I really find at-home workout programs appealing, because when I first started my fitness journey, I was really shy, I was not confident, I knew nothing about fitness or exercise, I did not feel comfortable bringing my knee braces and my rib belt into the gym and knowing that my posture wasn't going to be like everyone else's or I would have to modify. And so being able to really start at home and work just with myself has really helped my journey evolve and now I feel more comfortable and confident in attending hot yoga classes and attending fitness classes. Yeah, and getting to know your body as well by yourself without any judgment from other people, I think, can be really helpful. But I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this was because now I think with the lockdown, everybody is experiencing what it's like to work from home, not just in a business mindset, but actually exercising from home because they were going to the gym and now the gyms are shut and they're thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? Yoga is kind of the typical exercise that you think, oh, I can do that from home. And that's my preferred one, even though I was told, you know, never do yoga if you have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, but it couldn't be further from the truth as, as long as, as you say, if you're modifying the 
particular movements, then it is okay, most for the most part. Of but course. obviously, it depends and on the just body. Just like you said, um, but every what I mean is body is exercise is so and broad. What matters is there are so many different types. Or an um, so, could you go into a bit more of what beach what body is about? And for other how, you know, yoga isn't the only exercise really you can do from aware home. Of. So, I never try to be pushy in that sense. Um, but we do offer programs in boxing, we offer programs in yoga, in dance, in cardio, and a lot of these programs are many weeks. For example, I just got done with an eight-week program called Bar Blend, and it really pushed myself to strengthen my legs and a lot of ballet moves that I have never done before. I have never called myself a graceful girl by any means. But it was just a new challenge for me, and I love trying all of these different challenges, and now I'm doing a boxing workout that is a six-week program. Yeah, that's so cool. It's really interesting as well because this kind of generalization we have of, oh, if you have this specific condition or if you have this specific body type, then this workout isn't for you. It really is a person-by-person basis, and you have to think about how you prefer to work out what makes you feel good because at the end of the day that's why you're doing it or should be why you're doing it is to feel better about yourself and to strengthen your body rather than for weight loss or to make other people happy or whatever it might be. Exactly and that's what I'm all about as a Beachbody coach. Sure I work for Beachbody but if that doesn't work for someone then that's totally okay as long as everyone's living their best healthy lives the way that they want to and the way that it works for them, that's incredible. Like I said, I do hot yoga and I do physical therapy, so I also do other things than Beachbody too. Yeah, exactly. As a teenager, as a young person growing up with a chronic illness, how did that affect you when it came to kind of gym class in school and things like that? Yes, so gym class at my school, I went to a very small public school, and so it wasn't necessarily that rigorous, but I walked the mile, I hid when we ran laps. The only gym class that I really enjoyed was called Lifestyle Sports, and we played badminton and frisbee golf and just kind of some of those backyard games, and I really enjoyed that because it was less intense on my body. But my senior year of high school, I did get my physical therapist to write a letter saying that I couldn't run or couldn't do certain exercises, so I was able to sit out. I did face a lot of real, a lot of perceived judgment. I don't know if the judgment was there, but I perceived that there was judgment from my peers because I was sitting out without a diagnosis. And when others asked me what was wrong and why I wasn't involved, I couldn't provide an educated answer. Yeah, it was the same for me. And did, did you ever get any pushback from teachers? Because I found myself sobbing every single sports lesson because the teachers would just yell at me for not doing something and I'd say no this is the doctor's note and they just they wouldn't take it. Wow and see our stories even differ there because I was fortunate to have a new gym teacher my senior year of high school and she was phenomenal and worked with me on those things. I can't imagine having teachers yell at you for something like (gasps) not being able to work out with your body in that way. It was definitely frustrating for me, especially because, you know, I think a lot of teachers have the impression that kids want to skip sports, which, I mean, I don't even know where that comes from. I, I've always thought sports is fun. <laughs> People look forward to it in school. But for me, it was just, oh, you're trying to miss out. You're trying to miss out on school. You're trying to miss out on sports. And I was like, no, I've always loved sports. What are you talking about? So it's very hard. I can imagine I was on the soccer team, but then I fell back into a manager role because 
I just was in it for fun and for the social aspect. I knew that I would never be a star soccer player, but I wanted to hang out with my friends and I just wanted to be included. And so being a manager of both the girls and boys soccer teams was something that I really cherished. Yeah, I think when I had to stop netball club and things like that, I definitely missed out on the, so many people made their friends through the clubs they did after school. And I mean, one, due to my health, I had to stop doing after school clubs altogether. But um, especially sports, I think for a lot of people, that's where your friends are. And then if you can't do that, and again, like you said, you don't have an educated answer for why you've stopped doing things, you do end up losing a lot of friends. And that's a whole a different side of things I think people often miss out mm-hmm, on. Definitely. So I wanted to ask you, as a... Uh, grief counsellor. I know I've been reading a lot in comparison to the lockdown um, with how you're sort of grieving your daily life when you suddenly have to be self-isolated and a lot of chronically ill people and disabled people have been talking about how they kind of grieved for their body and do you as a grief counsellor do you have any tips on how to cope with that and with your families that you work with? Yeah. Do you use personally don't use exercise as a grief specialist. We do have an exercise room that we call our tornado room, and so kids are able to go in there and shoot hoops or hit a punching bag to kind of process out their emotions in a physical manner. Um, But you're exactly right that COVID-19 is creating a lot of elements of complicated grief, and it's not just from COVID-19 directly, but there are a lot of indirect aspects as well. Um, And that intangible loss and that intangible grief is very real because it's normal to grieve a lost trip that you can no longer attend. It's normal to grieve a lost senior year that you can no longer go to school for. It's normal to grieve a canceled prom because those are all feelings of loss and it happens so abruptly and that's normal. And so I think to really just validate those feelings that it's okay to grieve and it's normal and others are grieving with you. And on the chronic illness aspect of things, really making a routine each day is really important. Um, And also making time to give back to your body. And that can look like exercise, that can look like meditation, that can look like a walk in the woods if you're allowed to go outside, depending on regulations and safe at home orders. And positive affirmations too, those can be really powerful. Oh, definitely, definitely. They make such a huge difference because even if it feels cringy and you may not believe it, what you hear does make an impact. Mm -hmm. Yes, and when you say that, I think about a study that was done between two plants and an individual, yeah, did the plant study practicing positive affirmations with one plant and then saying degrading comments to another and the plant that was being yelled at and criticized did not flourish and did not grow, but the plant that was being talked kindly to grew and flourished. I can honestly believe that would be enough. (laughs) Because if you think we're all made of energy, we're all made of what we hear, what we do, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely. My relationship with my body has changed a lot since I acknowledged that I was ill and that my pain was real. And exercise and the way I viewed my body completely changed because with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome particularly, because it affects my joints, I have to build up my muscle to compensate for that. And it's almost like every single day became a day where I had to be hyper aware of my body 
and every movement is almost like an exercise for me and in order to just walk I have to wear compression leggings or in order to be writing and working at a desk I have to wear compression gloves and a compression top to make sure my back's not in horrendous pain at the end of the day so are there day-to-day things where it's kind of changed your view of what you see exercise as because you're thinking actually I have to be hyper aware of this yes definitely for me a lot of that is with my pectus excavatum and slipping rib syndrome I have to really remember Mm -hmm. to brace my core during every exercise or else my ribs will just pop in and out very quickly And that's not just exercise, that's getting in and out of bed, that's getting up to get a snack. I just have to remember to always tighten my core. And I've also found that breathing exercises have been really helpful. They can seem so small, but they can really be impactful. Again, this is a great example of how different bodies can work. But for me, no pain medication works at all. Nothing touches my pain. And so breathing is the number one coping mechanism and the only one I can really utilize when I'm in pain. And it's completely changed my life, learning to breathe properly. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It definitely can be. And there's a lot of mental and physical benefits from learning how to breathe and what breathing strategies to use during how you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I think the negative relationship I had with my body when I was doing exercise that wasn't appropriate. So, for example, exercise that wasn't using breath, exercise that was using weights and doing crunches and push-ups and things like that. Things that I wouldn't even touch now because they were just so damaging. But now doing yoga and again, modified yoga. So making sure not to hyperextend and micro bending in whatever pose I'm in. But doing that and actually doing movement with the breath rather than separating it and kind of holding your breath has completely changed my mindset because I actually look forward to doing exercise now, whereas it used to seem Mm -hmm. like a chore. That mindset is so key. I don't think that working out should ever be viewed as a punishment or a chore. And so Mm -hmm. it's really about finding that type of exercise that works for you and getting into that exercise with the right mindset that you are working out to give back to your body because your body is your home and you respect it and you appreciate it. Yes, yes. And I think even if that's just, you know, you're brushing your teeth and you're tensing your stomach muscles, if that's your exercise for the day, if that's all you can manage, good for you. That's great. (laughs) On days when you just don't feel like it, whether it's a flare day or whether you're just feeling unmotivated or, you know, mental health wise, things are very difficult at the moment. And I wake up some days and I just don't feel like getting out of bed. And I think that's a common thing people with illness experience anyway. But specifically right now for you, what do you do when you're just not feeling it? Yes. So I never force a workout, even though my workout programs are six weeks or eight weeks or a set amount of time, if it takes me longer to get to that finish line, I am okay with that and I accept that because I would rather take care of my mental and physical health first and some days that does look different. And when I am having a chest episode or I just can't work out or I'm having withdrawals from a medication or something like that, then I really hone in on another part of exercise. I work out my brain, I exercise my mental health, or I turn to nutrition and I start cooking and baking. There's so much 
that you can do when you physically are unable to exercise. I love that there is the possibility to change your expectations on things because without that we really would all be so stuck. Yes, I completely agree and like me with Bar Blend, it did not take me eight weeks to complete. It took me much longer and that's okay. I still started, I committed, and I finished. And even there have been programs where I haven't finished all the way through and I've switched to another program and that's okay too. It's not supposed to be a chore. It's not supposed to be a punishment. It's not a firm deadline or a firm expectation. Uh, yeah. And I let's not talk for too long about this because I know this is a really big topic and I know neither of us are complete experts on it. But I do think it's very much connected to exercise. So what's what does your nutrition look like? Has it changed with the exercises you do? Do you believe in eating before a workout or afterwards? Do you hydrate often? And how does that affect your health? You're right. I am not a nutritionist by any means, which is why I do really appreciate Beachbody and their programs having nutrition guides. And mm. that has really helped me with different recipes that they have. But my eating habits have greatly improved since I've started this fitness journey two years ago. I never ate a single vegetable before this. Maybe if I ate an onion ring and I counted that as a vegetable for the day. Is that because it didn't agree with your body or was it because you didn't like the taste or it wasn't cooked or? A little bit of everything. Um, whenever I ate a salad, I just wanted to puke it up and I just thought I was eating grass and I, I hated it. I wanted to enjoy it, but I hated it. But with a mindset change with fitness and exercise. I now eat salads all the time. I love having a Caesar salad. I love putting spinach in my smoothies and in my sandwiches. It's just been a complete mindset and lifestyle change for me. It's such an improvement just from a mindset. That's great. Exactly. And I think that it was more about finding vegetables that worked with my body and worked for my taste buds and preparing them in the way that I liked them because you can prepare vegetables in so many different ways and being committed to a fitness journey really expanded my mind on that belief set. I think just like with the healthcare system where I wish it was you have a person in, they have a problem and you treat them as a whole and you look at how it's affecting their mental health, you look at their joints, you look at their diet, you look at their exercise regime, their sleep regime. I think schools could really benefit from teaching exercise alongside nutrition. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so thrilled you agreed to be here and share your knowledge with us. And I hope you stay safe. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. I really appreciate it. And I'm humbled and honored to be part of your wonderful podcast series. Stay safe. You can find me at Chronically Taran, which is T-A-R-A-N. I feel like I haven't slipped into as much of an American accent as I could have. So I'm very happy about that. I'll try it and then I'll try yours. Okay, give me give me a sentence about exercise. I like lifting weights. I like lifting weights. That was good. Good job. Oh, thank you. Okay, um, I bring a water bottle with me to the gym. I bring a water bottle with me to the gym. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with several friends. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can find me on Instagram at hollyblossom underscore HB or send me an email at twithhb at gmail.com. Come.
Congratulations! You made it to the end of another episode. Next week is Mobility with my wonderful friend Katia. Here's a sneak peek. I wanted to kind of inspire and reassure other people that it is possible to travel with a chronic illness. I feel like you're the British Lindsay Lohan. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.